You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Aging Starts Now. I'm Dana Henschel, Outreach Coordinator for Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law. Joining me today is Elder Care Coordinator Patty Bedwell, and we are talking about the best way to resolve issues in a facility, be it assisted living facility or nursing home, so that you can have the best outcome possible. Welcome, Patty. Welcome. Thank you, Dana. Thanks for having me. So, Patty, do you want to give an overview of how this topic came up? Sure. Um, You know, I work with a lot of people and we try very hard to help them, you know, with issues, care related issues as they come up. And often people do have uh, issues in a facility and they're trying to get it resolved or they're trying to figure out how how the incident happened or whatever it might be. And oftentimes they get angry because the facility doesn't provide them with as much information maybe about an event or an incident that happened in the facility. And they get very frustrated and think the facility is trying to hold things back from them and hiding secrets, trying to cover up. And, and most of that is really, um, our own fears. So I I felt like it was important to talk with people uh, to let them know what it is they can get from a facility when there is an incident, because not everything is available for public view and for families to have. So I thought it would be just, you know, it might be of interest to some people to figure out how you go about Um, researching an incident, maybe your parent fell at a facility or something like that. Um, What are your rights? Um, What is the resident rights? And how do you work with the facility to get the best resolution? Right. Well, prior to joining uh, the firm, of course, I spent seven years in an assisted living community. Um, I was the outreach coordinator there, but all the time, you know, we would have a fall. That's normal to have a fall. Um, And families would want to know, when did it happen? How did it happen? How did mom get this bruise? Or if there was an incident in memory care, you know, maybe mom had some agitation and, you know, how much information are families able to garner and what kind of reports are they able to ask for? Well, the answer that families aren't really going to like to hear or people advocating is really you're not going to get any of the reports uh, about any specific incident that happened in the facility you'll get a summary of what happened, you know, a verbal summary. Uh, let's, let's start at the beginning, first off. 
assisted living and nursing homes, they follow um, different regulations. They're governed in different ways. An assisted living facility is only uh, following the state guidelines. So it's only the state of Tennessee that would have anything to do with any of our assisted living facilities. In a nursing home setting, the state is still involved. The state has their set of regulations, but there is an overarching set of regulations uh, from the federal government that really governs how a nursing home works. And so in a nursing home, there, there are more regulations. And so uh, your complaint, um, the way that you make complaints might be a little bit different too. So just know there are differences in those two settings. But back to uh, um, you had an incident in an assisted living facility and someone fell and you want to know why mom was left this way or why this happened or, you know, the whole progression of ideas of, of what transpired. Right. Like how, how long was she on the floor? How long right. can you right. check the call light? Like was there a call was there a call light or her pendant? Was that called? How long was the response time? Who was the person on duty? Can you ask those questions? You can ask those questions. And for the most part, you'll get answers to a lot of those questions. But if you're asking, can I see the incident report? Because the facility is going to be investigating each and every one of those things because they don't want residents falling either. You know, they don't want to have to deal with these incidents either. So, you know, it, 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 it behooves them to figure out how to keep these things from happening. And one way to do that is to figure out how it happened. So they'll be looking at the time that it happened, at the staff that was involved, what was going on at the time. And they'll do their own investigation trying to get to that resolution or that, that reason, you know, and is there something that they can do to prevent this from happening again? That investigative tool that they use, that incident report, is not a part of your loved one's medical record. Therefore, it is not a document that you are privileged to see. It may be about your loved one, but it is considered to be an internal document. It's a document that the facility uses to um, investigate themselves as to what happened. So it's not anything that's up for public review. And that's the same whether you're in an assisted living facility or in a nursing home. You have access, you can access your loved one's medical record, but the medical record only includes medical information. You might see some references, um, most especially in a nursing home because they do um, daily charting um, per shift. Um, so you might see a little more detail about a fall that might have happened. You know, there might be an accounting where the nurse says, I went in and I saw so-and-so here, or I was called into the into residence room, was found on the floor by CNAs and blah, 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 blah. 
Um, you might get that in the in the nurse's notes, but that's about all the information you're going to get about any incident. And it's not likely that you'll find that same sort of thing in the notes in assisted living because they don't have to document in the same way or the same frequency. So it's very frustrating for people when they have an incident that comes up and they feel like, you know, there's information that's being withheld from them. So the easiest way to, I think, for everyone is just to sit down with the staff, find out what you can, um, and then know who your go-to people are in that facility because not your charge notes may not be the person that you're going to talk with about this incident or about the incident uh, resolution and what happens afterwards. So how do you know who to go to? I mean, I would think automatically it would be the administrator or the executive director. Um, is that your first go-to person? How do you know? Well, you would think that that would be the go-to person. But in reality, you know, think about it. The administrator is not out there on the floor, and so if you if your first person that you go to is the administrator that or the executive director, they're going to have to go and find the people that are investigating whatever it is that happened. So those are really the people that you might should talk with first. And you find that information out in, in a couple of different ways. When you're admitted to the facility, they give you that information. Uh, it'll be in your admission paperwork somewhere or another. Um, you can ask questions. Who is the go-to person for any complaints? And you may already know if there's somebody that you go to when you have uh, missing clothes or when something else, go to that person and say, all right, I have a concern I need to address. If you don't know who to address it to, just ask somebody who's the best person to address this with. I always recommend that people start with the social worker or whoever in that facility is doing the social work um, functions. Um, they usually are often are the ones that handle complaints. And by handling complaints, I mean they're the ones that will start that complaint ball rolling. And so you, you go to whoever the go-to person is in the facility, you tell them what the, con what the concern is, what your complaint is, and then you ask them what happens now. You know, they're going to go and they're going to do their, their investigation. When do you expect I will hear back from you? Try to get a time frame and, and don't think it's going to be in a couple hours. It may be a, a day or two or a little longer before they're really done gathering their information and forming their conclusions. If there's conclusions to be formed as far as, you know, blame and, and um, uh, making changes and things of that nature. Um so it's very, very important that you know who it is that you should talk with. If it's um, <clears throat> a complaint with the nursing, maybe it is because someone fell. You know, I would talk um, 
with the social worker, of course, because I do believe she's the one that's going to start the generation of that complaint. But then I'm also going to talk to the the head of the nursing. Um, I don't want to, it doesn't necessarily have to be the director of nursing. It may be the unit coordinator for the area where your loved one lives in. Lives in. Well, I know for our little small assistant, mm-hmm. we didn't have a social worker. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, you know, we were small, but sometimes I guess it would be the nurse that you would chat with. Sometimes it would be the executive director. Um, I mean, could you just say, look, we're having some communication issues and I want to have a meeting with the executive director and the person in charge of nursing? Yes. Can yes. we put on your calendar for that? Yes. Um, you know, every um, care plan meetings in nursing homes are scheduled um, regularly. They're like every three months, you know. You can request a care plan meeting at any time that you want. It does not have to follow that designated schedule that the facility has. Anytime you feel like there's some... Um, like there's problems enough maybe that you need to, uh, or maybe confusion enough doesn't even have to be a problem. Maybe there's just something that needs to be worked out about the way that your loved one is being cared for. You can request a care plan meeting at any time, and it can be requested at your convenience. Uh, Many facilities are great at sending out notices that we're having a care plan meeting and your 15 minutes is on Thursday. You know, if that's not convenient for you, then you have to let them know. Um, And they have to meet with you at a convenient time for you. So issues can be discussed and uh, hopefully resolved. Right. And I think that that the scheduled care planning meetings are more nursing home settings. I don't think Mm -hmm. that assisted living, I think with the living, that's more, that needs to be more family driven. If you feel like you need a meeting, um, I know that every family is different and some families are much more hands-on than others. Um, you know, and, and that's just just people. <laughs> that's sure, not sure. Work. Um, but then what about like with medicines? You can ask the nurse at any time if you have durable power of attorney for your family um, to see the med list. And you have the, that right. Is that right, Patty? Yes, that is correct. Now, it doesn't mean that uh, you have the right to view their um, their medical record or their chart to look at their medications, to ask, you know, what medications they're, they've gotten, when was the last time they got this medicine, and, you know, do, are they still using this for anxiety, whatever it might be. And you have the right, if you have the, their authority given to you uh, via power of attorney, to view their chart. Doesn't mean you have the right to make copies of everything in the chart because you don't. If you want copies of anything within someone's medical record, you have to request those. And most facilities want that request in writing. And it'll take, it could take up to a week to 10 days to get them. Um, 
that's a little tough for people to understand, you know, because they feel like, well, if it takes 10 days, that's because they're doctoring all those records. That's what they're doing. And that's not that's not what's going on. And most of our facilities are not owned locally. And those um, requests like that are just sent up to their home office, just so the home office is aware of what's going on. And then it comes back down and you get your records. Um, I also think, and this is what I do, because I do have a, a father in a, a long-term care facility. Um, I try very hard to partner with the facility staff. And by that, I mean, I don't assume, I, tr- I try. I try not to assume that they're wrong. And I try to give the benefit of the doubt. I do understand, you know, there are staffing concerns at times in all facilities. Um, and I, I really try to go on my premise. My, my core belief is that everybody in that facility is trying to do the best job that they can for those residents that they work with. Um, and so I try to um, point out when they do things that I appreciate. I try every day that I'm there to say thank you when they come in and provide a service for my father. I keep a basket of candy in my dad's room for the staff to come in anytime they come in to his room. They know that, you know, they're welcome to take candy out of that basket. And I do that for a number of reasons. I I think, you know, anybody who's doing the jobs that they do, I think every now and then they deserve a piece of candy. I think they deserve the recognition and it makes them smile. And so they leave my dad's room with a positive on a positive note. And then at those times when I do have a complaint that I want to voice, um, When I come to them, I come to them um, not as adversarial because I I have been the one that has thanked them for everything. I have noticed the things that they've done that are right. And that, I believe, helps me to get a good resolution for my father. So being positive and giving good, good feedback to the staff when things are good is very helpful when things go wrong. Right. Well, I think it's all about relationship building. And the more present you are and the more involved and the more pleasant you are to the staff and just involved in the day-to-day care, the easier the road is going to be, It, I, I think. Uh, um, I agree wholeheartedly, Dana. So, so we are closing out our time today. Um, are there any other tidbits that you would like to add, Patty? Um, no, if anyone has any, any that they would like to share, we'd appreciate that. Well, I know that uh, Patty's role here at the firm is an elder care coordinator. And what that means is she does help families kind of walk their way through this. So if somebody has a question about a community assisted living nursing home or an issue that's going on at home or in a community, Patty helps families kind of problem solve that. 
So if you are out there and you have a loved one and you are kind of lost in this maze, give our office a call because that's what we've been doing for the past 30 years and we're here to help you. But that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Take Us McGinnis is a life care planning law firm helping families respond to the legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an elderly loved one. Join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com. Document downloads, the Tagus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness. 